Next on BYU Sports Station, life, liberty, and the pursuit of BYU football. How the Cougars added some fire emojis to the already epic 2019 schedule. Kelly Wesley, the leading scorer on BYU basketball's last conference tournament title team, is in studio to discuss Heath Troyer, Eric Mika, and what he expects next season. And BYU softball headed to Pac-12 country for the NCAA softball tournament. Shortstop Alexis Stritt in Studio B and WCC Golfer of the Month, Alex White. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live and back to work, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, May 15th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up Hi. with iPhone 3G owner, Jerem Jordan. Super fast phone, bro. I, my wife just got a new phone, and now my phone doesn't know when the headphones are out, so I can't play audio through them. I'm like, no, my podcast! What in the world? Yeah, so I can still Bluetooth stuff, I can still listen through the headphones, but... I am up for an upgrade, but I heard the iPhone 8 is coming out like this fall, maybe. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? My one and a half year old was playing with an iPod that I looked at it and I was like, oh, that thing is super ancient, right? You own an iPod? Ten years ago, I dropped 200, I think 250 bucks on an 80 gig iPod, and it was like the newest, greatest thing, right? Ten years, and it feels ancient. Like, I don't think I could sell that thing for 10 bucks. Yeah, seriously. I'm shocked you own one, so that's cool. <laughs> I remember walking into the Harris Fine Arts Center as a student watching, like, season two of Lost on my iPod. <laughs> on that a, tiny screen. TV technical operations class or whatever taught by Stephen Enfield, who works here. Um, yeah, and I was like, this is amazing. Did, and you, it's did you get an A in that like class? a quarter. Oh, yeah, I crushed that. <laughs> Saved my GPA that semester, probably. <laughs> Just like the sports broadcasting class. Did you know there's a sports broadcasting class at BYU? It's the best. You should take it if you're a student at BYU. In fact, that's uh, how Jeremy and I laid the groundwork. That's where we first met was in that class. Back in what, 06? Yeah, the same year that I bought my 80-gig iPod for 250 bucks. I remember looking at it with you and being like, wow, that That piece of tech is amazing. It is really cool. The dispensation of the fullness of time. Almost as cool as a Microsoft Zune that holds like 300 songs. Yeah, watch Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy 2. Wow. Also, congratulations to Jason Shepard, who got his braces Braces off today. Brace face is no more. Congratulations. That's a big day. Often... Accomplished by teenagers, but congratulations to Jason. Yeah, hello now and laters and super sticky bubblicious. <laughs> we are with you, Jason Shepard. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football and new FBS Independent Liberty announce a two-game series. Liberty! The first game played November 9th. 2019 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and the second game scheduled for October 22nd, 2022. It's mm. a lot of 22 in there. Yeah. At Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia. More on the 2019 schedule and why you should all be paying very close attention to it coming up in what's trending. 2019 is legit, man. I can't wait to break That's that forever down. away, though. Je- oh, wait. What? It's, only, it's only two years. Yeah. A little more than two years. Exactly. Mo Lange will be a junior. Baseball completes the weekend sweep of Portland on Saturday with a 16-3 win over the Pilots. Brock Hale had four RBIs in the win, including this three-run homer. Hey, for Hale. This one. 
driven into center. Way back. And gone. McCann on the call. There were a plethora of runs on the weekend as BYU won 11-3 on Friday night, of course, at 23-19 Epic on Thursday. Three-game series was crazy for the uh, Batcats, operative word being the bat, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU Baseball scored 50 runs in the three games versus Portland. No big deal. 50 runs. Wow. Here's the thing, though. BYU wraps up the regular season against Gonzaga coming up this week. First, Utah Valley Tuesday on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps at 8 Eastern. That's the final home game tomorrow night. Baseball is pitching. Baseball is pitching. Like, rarely do you overcome pitching with good bats, right? You're as good as you're pitching. So, if BYU is going to go to the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to bring it with pitching, which they've been pretty good. You can't give up 19 runs to Portland. But if BYU in the WCC tournament can bring it from the mound, now we're talking NCAA regional for the first time since 02. Hey, Brady Corliss, 11th pitcher all-time at BYU to start the season 6-0. and and Hayden Rogers was fantastic on Saturday too. That's and that's awesome. He's and seven Maverick, and one. Maverick Buffalo has been good as well. Obviously, Maverick's got a winning record, six and five. It's not. Yeah, it's and the win loss record in baseball is funny. Like the the pitcher has nothing to do with whether he actually wins or loses. He only has well, he has half of it, he yeah. something, but only half. The relievers have been good for BYU for the most part as well. I'm telling you, pitch like yeah, Mason Marshall, Keaton Senatiempo, uh, those guys have been good. The Batcats, I think, going into the weekend series were the number four team in batting average and run scored, stuff like that. Oh, that's amazing. You need good pitching. But they win games when you combine that with some consistent pitching. Like Portland is one thing, right? Uh, LMU in the WCC tournament will be another. Like It's going to be against Corey Abbott. It's going to be amazing. Let's go. First place, BYU baseball. Hey, softball, also first place. In fact, they won the West Coast Conference Championship again. They will play in the Salt Lake Regional of the NCAA Softball Tournament. The Cougars will face Mississippi State Thursday at 6 Eastern on ESPN3. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Fordham out of the Atlantic 10 and Utah. It's a double elimination, four-team regional. The last team standing advances to the Super Regional. Okay, are you disappointed BYU didn't host a regional? There was a lot of talk about that. Yes, I am disappointed. But... If you have to play in a regional, not on your home field, might as well be in your own backyard. That's right. You can sleep at home, blah, blah, blah. I, I think BYU probably stay up there in hotels and whatnot. But, hey, this is, this, BYU can get to its second Super Regional ever. In fact, Alexis Strid, the starting shortstop, she started every game this year, all 55 games. She will join us coming up. Yeah, this is a good draw for BYU. That's good. Men's golf is competing in the Stanford Regional of the NCAA Golf Tournament. The Cougars tee off at about, uh, in about 18 minutes, 25 after the hour. We'll update the scoring throughout the show. You should all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. For life, liberty, and the pursuit of BYU football. It's not every day when future football games are announced by the President of the United States, yet POTUS... Donald Trump announced upcoming games for the Liberty Flames at the university's recent commencement in Lynchburg, Virginia. Brigham Young will be an opponent for the Flames when they make the jump to Division I football in 2019 as an independent. Hey, Jeremy, a new independent brother. Liberty is a new independent team as of uh, this fall. Is there a more appropriately named team for independence than Liberty? (laughs) 
No, <laughs> absolutely not. And I had no clue who they were or that they were going independent until over the weekend. So Tom Homel, as an independent, sees an independent and hooks him up. Home and home. The schools have agreed to a home and home series, well, home and road for well, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, home and road. In the 2019 and 2022 seasons as we just went through. The Cougars and Flames, yes, they are the Flames. That's fun. We'll play for the first time ever at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in November of 2019. Second game back in Lynchburg in October of 2022. That got us thinking about today's Twitter question. What team do you want to see on a future BYU football schedule? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let me guess. Someone's going to say Alabama. At uh, Tal Magalo 15 I want to play Nebraska again to show my family BYU is the best. The last meeting with Nebraska was a fun meeting. It turned out okay. Well, it wasn't fun for Taysom Hill, but it was fun for everybody else. Turned out okay, Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. In fact, yeah, 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 let's, just, let's not go there with Taysom Hill. <laughs> We've been there <laughs> too, too many times. Okay. Th- Who do you want? Th- Who do you want on the schedule? Besides Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is the answer to this, right? BYU's played two games at South Bend. That feels like the most realistic. The contract, uh, BYU's owed a game. It doesn't se- It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen as of now, right? It's not happening. But they haven't paid out, which is interesting. Yeah, so there's hope? What? Well, I don't, they they I don't know. they got to pay like a million bucks to get out of that. I would hope it's more than a million. A million's or- low. Uh, I want Ohio State. I was just there. I was in the shoe. I was like, oh, this would be sweet for BYU to play here. I don't believe that Ohio State, led by Urban Meyer, would do a one-for-one with BYU. That is one home, one road. Maybe Vegas Raiders Stadium helps this. You know, you can get a bigger team out west more than you would get them to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think it'd be fun. You play in the shoe. BYU versus Urban Meyer. Ohio State would be ranked. Maybe you get a home game in there somehow. If not, Ohio State's going to be a big name. I think that would be cool. BYU's played Ohio State before. In fact, they have a room that I went to that has, like BYU, the national championship trophies, the Heismans, the Bullwins, the Big Ten championships. I was particularly struck by the three bowl games that BYU lost to Ohio State, those trophies being in there, and I thought, those should be in Provo. You know, some of those. Ah, yes. The 80, I'm trying to remember the years, but 85 was one of them. 1993. 93, and then there was another one I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State would be cool. Yeah, hard to argue with the Buckeyes and what they represent across the landscape of college football. Maybe a neutral site game. I don't know, like Indianapolis at the home of the Indianapolis Colts or something like that. BYU hooks up with that a would team be like a classic neutral where it's like totally nearby the other campus. Yeah, yeah, it's like three or four hours. away. But that's what Ohio State would probably agree to, right? I think they would do a. Why wouldn't they do a Vegas thing? I think Vegas changes the game. Well, yes, because it's destination hotspot for all of their fans. For every fan of yes, everybody. every fan base who's, ever. Yeah, who's not a fan of Vegas? Now, if it were a road game specifically, I would say Clemson, and I have said this before yeah. on this show. BYU's never played Clemson. No, I want. Well, did they play in '81? They've never played at Clemson, right? At Cougar Stats answered a question for me on Twitter about five minutes ago. I said they said there are twenty FPS teams BYU's never played, and I said who are the twenty? And they just sent me the list. They said Clemson. Oh, the Clemson's list. on the list. Okay, well, regardless, I would love to see that whole pregame hoopla with. Howard's Rock and 10,000 purple and bright orange balloons released as the guys run down the hill. Like, that is college football in the South, right? But any game in general, like a neutral site, because I feel like if BYU gets a big-time name opponent, generally it's going to be a neutral site. Yeah. And I would say the Florida Gators. BYU has never played Florida. That's weird. That's weird that BYU's never played Florida. If I'm, if I'm Tom Homo, I've got this big board of opponents I want to play, and Florida's number one. Because that's such a big name. You'd, you'd think you could swing a home and run. Maybe, maybe they never come home. 
Miami, Florida State, both those teams have played BYU multiple times, but never the Gators. So that's who I would add. Now, let's go back to 2019. With the addition of the Flames, while Jeremy and I want Ohio State. That's Liberty, just to be clear. And Florida, okay? (laughs) While while Jeremy, (laughs) you threw me off there. (laughs) BYU's 2019 schedule is loaded. Look at that thing! Opening the season against Utah in Provo. At Tennessee, USC in Provo, Washington in Provo. <laughs> at Toledo, That's my reaction to that in the Glass Bowl. At Washington State, back home to Boise State. Then at the first Utah seven, State, baby. Oh, dude, the first seven of twenty nineteen. And then you play Utah State. I'm just kidding. That's yeah. always that's a that's a rivalry game. November in Logan. Who knows what in the world that's going to be like? Yeah. Liberty, Idaho State at UMass at the home of the Patriots. That's going to be terrible weather. Oh my gosh. And then an interesting. Final game of the season at San Diego State. And they could have their own football-specific stadium by then. We'll see. We'll see. I, 2019, is that like the best schedule in independence that BYU's had besides this year? Oh, at, at home, because right? Because you have three of the four at home. That I look at 2019 and I go, that's the crown jewel of the independent scheduling. Because what's the best thing about independence? It's the schedule itself, right? It's BYU, like when BYU schedules a game, it's bigger than the game itself, almost. You know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, BYU fans are like, oh, we scheduled so-and-so, as opposed to we won this game against so-and-so, right? Utah, <laughs> USC, Washington, and Boise State all in Provo Beautiful. in 2019. Fantastic stuff. Okay, enough of this 2019 business. How can we overlook the here and now, Jerem? Hit it! Countdown to the Vikings. 103. We are three days away, Thursday, from 100. That's a beautiful thing. Now I'm in it. Like, when it was 250 or whatever, I was not into it. I'm into it now. 103, let's go. Who would you like to see on a future BYU football schedule? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, I'm 99% sure she's better at golf than you. Alex White previews her NCAA championship. But first, former BYU basketball star McKelly Wesley. He was on the last BYU team that won a conference tournament championship. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Baseball. Uh, plays its final home game tomorrow night, 8 Eastern time against Utah Valley. Remember the first time they played, or the second time? I can't remember. 23-4 to was yes. the last game they played yes. at Brent Brown Ballpark. Hey, so BYU t- knows a thing or two about scoring 23 runs in a game in May. They've done it twice. It, yeah, when BYU scores 10-plus, I'm like, oh, it's another day at the office. 8 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. The final home game tomorrow night. Our Twitter question today, what opponent would you like to see on a future football schedule at 86 wi kook says texas a&m home and away or two and two for one away and home or even one off away game sec and generally middle of the pack sec team i want to go to kyle field yeah and and they expanded it last year um or two years ago so it's over a hundred thousand yeah it's Fantastic! I went during the summer and checked it out. It was amazing. How about we? Uh, how about BYU just schedules all these teams that tied up and played? <laughs> Miami, A and M, Miami, Penn State. Yeah, Penn, all these teams like the Detmer Revenge Tour. 
I should do that. And he's back as the offensive coordinator and ready for more. Be a great storyline. Countdown to kickoff. That I'm would already, be fun. I'm already planning. It, it would be fun. Joining us now in studio, be the last man or one of the last men to win a conference tournament championship for BYU basketball in Las Vegas, circa 2001. McKelly Wesley played for Steve Cleveland and. The new assistant coach, Heath Schroer. McKelly, welcome to Studio B. Hi, McKelly. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. The pride of Provo High. One of the legends <laughs> of Provo High. Yes. Are you ready to give us the dirt on Steve Cleveland and Heath Schroer? Oh, I've got all the dirt you need. <laughs> Just fire away. No, I'm, I'm super excited. That's a, that's a big-time hire for these guys. And I'll tell you what, he's going to bring the intensity level, especially on the defensive end, to, to where Cougar fans expect it. Um, and I think – you know, last year you saw some lapses. Um, you know, they showed that they had the talent and they, you know, they had the potential. When you win at Gonzaga against a number one ranked team who's undefeated, you know, and that wasn't, you know, that that wasn't some adversity that they overcame. That was a ton of adversity. You know, starting starting the game 18, 18 to two down, and you know, battling back, and then being, you know, kind of tight towards the end and making some clutch plays. Um, you know, plus the defensive effort. That's the kind of level that we want to see more consistency of. And I think with, with Coach Schroyer, um, now, now granted, when I had him, he, he was full of fire. I, I hope he still has that same <laughs> fire and tenacity. But I don't think he's going to uh, be, be missing any of that. He, uh, he's definitely a fireball. It's been 16 years since he was here. So certainly, you know, 16 years ago, you were different. I know, I know that. Uh, I was different 16 years ago, right? Uh, he was known for like this shrill. Jeff Call of the Desnu said this shrill voice on the bench. What what's that all about? Oh, like he would yeah. be screaming. Yeah. Oh, he could he could scream. You can put on any film, any game film, and you're going to hear his voice above the crowd, above <laughs> everything. And and that was one thing when my wife was like, "Oh, Schroeder's back. Okay, so we'll be able to hear him from the bench." <laughs> um, no, and he uh, he brings that intensity. He you know, and um, I heard him I heard him give an in- interview Friday with Brett, Ben Criddle and the boys over there at a, a different network, and um, you know he said some really profound things that that I really enjoyed. And one of my biggest takeaways from his interview was uh, getting confidence back on the defensive side of the ball, which I'd never really you know uh, heard that concept before. I know you know to to, to be a, a successful athlete you've got to have a level of confidence where you know to perform at your highest and you usually associate that with offensive side of the ball right shooting the ball being confident in you know what you're doing but I think the level that that Schroyer is going to bring with that confidence on the defensive side of the ball which was really a, a big shock to me coming in as a high school kid to the next level of college was the amount of preparation that guy's dissected film and spent hours in, you know, the film room with the players. I mean, I remember we would get into the film room and he'd say, okay, he'd have every single play of the other team, inbounds plays, sets, you know, tendencies, player tendencies, and he'd leave us in the room for like 30 minutes just to copy what he had down. He wouldn't print it out and give it to you. He wanted us to write it down so it, it kind of stuck in your memory. And that's the kind of level of preparation. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't have that, but he's pretty meticulous about knowing what the other guys are going to run, what to take away, what sets. And I think that's what brings that confidence is knowing that you're prepared and knowing what to expect and how to stop it and then going out there and executing a game plan. Now, it, it paid off because BYU had, I believe, a top 25 defense in the NCAA 
your senior year in 2001, and the same year that you won the conference tournament championship in Las Vegas, got back to the NCAA tournament. So what kind of a difference do you expect in year number one when Heath Schroyer joins Dave Rose? Because it's a project, right? It is. you know. And granted, he's coming into a situation unlike the one where he came into 20 years ago. Um, you know, and he mentioned that in his interview, he, he came into uh, a program with Steve Cleveland, Dave Rose was an assistant where, you know, the previous year they had gone one in 25. So it's a little better now. Yeah, it's a little better. You know, we one in 20 plus games, you've got a pipeline, you're established, you know, coach Rose has done an, a, an amazing job of recruiting and, and, you know, building an identity of, of, you know, what fans have come to expect. And when you win 20 games and it's a disappointment, obviously the level of expectation is high, which, you know, that that's, that's a good thing, right? You want high expectations. And with the, the team, you know, having as much talent as it did this year, I think expectations were a little high um, for what, for what we saw at the end. And with, with Schroyer coming in, I think it's only going to improve the situation. It's only going to improve the de- defensive intensity. And I think that's what fans want to see. And I think that's what uh, Coach Rose and the, s- the staff expects. Your senior year was this culmination of one win to tournament title, right? From fr- your freshman to senior year. It was just this crazy turnaround, right? And like you said, it's different now. But BYU has not won a conference tournament title since your senior year. Isn't that unbelievable given how successful these teams have been? That Just not one time they've Got it done in Vegas? It is. You know, if you would have told me it's, you know, it's been 17, 18 years, 16 years, whatever it's been, it's hard to believe, especially with some of the talent, you know, with the National Player of the Year in Jimmer and Jackson and that loaded team, you know, you would have, you would have expected that to happen. And, you know, we had some things go right for us. Utah got knocked off by New Mexico. Uh, It's always nice when you're playing in Vegas and UNLV's not in the field, you know, having home court advantage. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't miss that at all. Yeah, I mean, because the year prior, we knocked off Utah, my junior year, we knocked off Utah in the tournament, which was huge for us because back then, Utah was stacked. I mean, my freshman year, they go to the national championship game, you know, have that game in hand against Kentucky and a loaded, you know, Rick Pitino squad and um, kind, of, kind of just got gas at the end. But, you know, we get over that hump, we beat them in the tournament, and then we face UNLV in the championship game. And I remember, I mean, I looked over the bench. We're down 30. They're playing Rebels. Oh. And my guys were saying, I'm like, guys, we're not the Rebels. We're the Cougars. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those nights where everything went well for them. You know, we were, we were kind of coming off that high of beating Utah and getting over that hump. And, you know, it was just, it was a bloodbath. But the next year, you know, we kind of learned from it. We won the conference championship. We won the tournament, which was huge. And we kind of earned our way into the, to the NCAA tournament, which was huge for us. It was a validation of getting, you know, progressing year over year from a 1-25 in 25 year, my senior year of high school, to building it up. You know, and our freshman year, our goal, there were 16 teams in the WAC. Our goal was just to make it to the WAC tournament in Vegas. You know, and we had to beat UTEP. Utah, at I remember UTEP. this game. Yeah, you got, like triple fouled overtime or triple something. Overtime. Right? You got fouled at midcourt or something, and Greg Rubel went crazy. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it, you know that that trip, that road trip, is a crazy hard swing because you're in in the pit, which they're on a 47 game win streak, and they're ranked 12th in the nation, and we go in there and beat them by 20. <laughs> With the black jerseys. Yeah, with the black jerseys. The the unveiling of the black jerseys. So, and Justin Whitehour, who's our only senior on the team, 
plays out of his mind, like the best game of his life. And it was one of those deals where everything kind of went right. We got up big and, and the fans there were just stunned. They're like, these guys are terrible. How are they playing with us? And we beat them. And, and we get in the locker room after the game and, and, and Cleveland's like, yeah, that was a good win, guys, but it doesn't, doesn't get us where we need to be. We need to beat UTEP. We're like, oh, okay. Thanks, coach. Yeah, thanks, coach. So, so here we are going to UTEP and they're good. And um, you know, that was just a battle to the end. And you had guys coming in off the bench. I mean, Lance Archibald hit an NBA three with like four <laughs> seconds left to extend it to the third overtime. And then the last play of the game, we had the ball with 3.7 seconds or something like that. And it's, we're, at, we're at our own basket. And Cleve draws up a play for me to run up to half court and set a back screen for someone. And I get a, I get a half court pass. I put my head down and I'm trucking it to the basket. And you're, I, like, you're like, I'm not setting a screen. Yeah, for I'm not. I'm not giving up the ball. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm, and I, I remember glancing up as I hit the three point line and seeing like one point something seconds. I'm like, I can get to the hole. And I got there and got hacked. Tie game. There's like point seven seconds when they call the foul, and we're tied. And I step up there, and I'd already shot 16 free throws in the game. You know, I was like 15 for 16. Woo! You were the James Harden. And I step up there, and I missed the first. (laughs) Of course, right? And they call a timeout. It's Coach Haskins, you know, legendary coach for UTEP. And uh, he ices me, and I'm like, hey, I'm dead, tired, for one. Like, there's no way we're going into a fourth overtime Sink the second one. We win by one, and we're into the we're into the <laughs> whack made tournament. The whack tournament. That was, was our goal. Such it was such an accomplishment. It really was, and that was you know, you know we were nine wins, um, and it was crazy because we win our very first game on the road at San Diego State that year. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. We're gonna we're gonna have a sweet year, you know. And I think we proceed to lose our next twelve. <laughs> <laughs> McKelly Wesley with us in studio. B reminiscing about BYU basketball in the late nineties. A guy that went toe to toe with Casper's Kambala at UNLV nice and many others. BYU's trying to climb that hill in the West Coast Conference, and that hill being Gonzaga and St. Mary's, you know, to a degree. Can they do it without Eric Mika if he decides to go to the NBA? Boy, that's a good question because you saw what he brings. He's such a you know physical specimen. Uh, he's polished. His his offensive game is getting better. Brings you that rim protection. It's going to be tough. Um, you know when you got a, a first team all conference player uh, with NBA talent. Obviously, he's testing the waters, and uh, I'm sure he's going to get some looks based on just his size, his physicality, um, the way he moves, and. You know, give him credit for getting his body back in shape after the mission because that's not – I never served one, but I saw what the, guys, what, what the guys went through when they came back off their mission. It's not an easy thing to condition your body in that short amount of time and be ready to play. And he, he's looking really, really good and, and looked good the whole year, you know, physically-wise. He didn't, didn't seem to lose a ton of weight during the season, which is, you know, hard to do to maintain your weight because uh, you're practicing so much and you're playing. Um, and he's polished, you know, you saw in that Gonzaga game, he hit that huge 18 footer from the top of the key that was, you know, almost sealed the game for him. Um, and he's, he's shown really well in some of these big games, you know, at, at you, uh, against USC in LA, he played really well in Chicago. He played really well. So without him, you know, you've got a big void to fill. Um, and I think guys will have to step up and, you know, whether that be recruiting to bring bring other guys in or, you know, adjust your style to more of a guard 
you know, guard-based system, which you've seen, uh, I was surprised to see, you know, and, and I was happy to see Rose use the post quite a bit this year, you know, going inside out. And I thought we could have used the inside out a little bit better with getting the ball back out to some of our shooters and shooting a higher percentage from that three. But it's going to be tough without Mika, definitely. All right, McKelly Wesley with us. Uh, I want to bring up the polo that you have on it, and more to life. Yeah, that was life. the golf tournament that you played in uh, with Kalani Satake. What was that like over the weekend to uh, to play for for that cause and that purpose? Yeah, it was awesome. I got a you know I got a late invite. Um, I'm, I'm happy to support Kalani, and I'm I'm super excited about what he's doing, the energy he's bringing, the level uh, you know the level of talent he's bringing in. Um, and I, I just love the buzz and the, the excitement that he's brought back to the community uh, around this BYU football team. So, you know, Kalani and I go way back. Um, I've known his family since I was a freshman in high school, 14 years old. Uh, his younger sister and I went to prom together. We were best friends in high school. Really? Yeah, I mean, best friends, and, and we're still pretty close. So I know, you know, it was one of those deals where the girls of his family went to Provo High and the boys went to Timview. Oh. You know, they were a football family, obviously. Yeah. So uh, TJ played a little bit of basketball as well, and I'm sure Kalani did. But Kalani was a little bit older, so I really got to know him more when we were classmates together here at BYU. He was a football player. I was a basketball player, obviously. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. I know a ton of his staff, you know, in Tavito Fangawe, Reno Mahe, Jack DeMooney, all those guys. Um, and and I, I love what he's doing. I love the energy and the expectations and, and what he's doing with that program. So it was fun to get out there and rub shoulders and see some of those guys that you hadn't seen for a long time and caught up with, with Fui Vakapuna. And, I mean, the list goes on. You know, sitting at my, my lunch table, I had Ty Detmer and Chad Lewis, and it was, it was amazing. It was awesome. The greatest of the Wesley brothers in Studio B, <laughs> hanging out on BYU Sports Nation. Right. Okay, we uh, would love for you to autograph our stretch wide flag behind us. Yeah, you, you did Craig yeah. Jury proud. We want Absolutely. You know Thank you. <laughs> well, you want me to do it now, guys? Hey, yeah, yeah. 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 Give us the autograph now. We're, we're going to bring you back in just so that we can discuss prom with Kalani Satake's uh, little sister. <laughs> <laughs> Kalani stories from uh, yes, college. That's, yes, that's, absolutely. That's what I want to know. McKelly Wesley signing the flag behind us in Studio B. Our question today, dealing with Kalani Satake and BYU football, what team do you want to see on a future BYU schedule and why? Up next in Studio B, Alex White of Women's Golf. She's here to motivate and uplift and tell us her goals for the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, the team didn't make it, but Alex did. She continues. For Liberty, Jerem. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. McKelly Wesley just joined us to talk about what Heath Schroyer will bring to BYU basketball as an assistant coach. And he pointed out preparation on defense. He feels like it will make an immediate impact to have Coach Schroyer on the bench with Coach Rose. Also, listen to him reminisce about that crazy run at the end of the 1998 basketball season that got BYU to the, to the conference tournament in Las Vegas. That, that was a wild run. It, it was like yeah. the turning page for Steve Cleveland. Well, it gave some confidence to a young group, right? And that's their sophomore or freshman year, right, for Wesley? His senior year, they win the tournament. Those things build on each other, right? They can, at least. Football Media Day, by the way, June 23rd. That's coming up. It's a Friday, June 23rd. 
wall-to-wall coverage live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps coming up Friday, June 23rd. June 23rd. Yeah. Well, Should we do that to the countdown music, no. too? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Men's golf, by the way, competing in the Stanford Regional of the NCAA Golf Tournament today. The Cougars teed off moments ago in Palo Alto. Yeah, about 10 minutes ago. They haven't finished uh, a hole yet. Cougars ranked 45th in the country, trying to finish in the top, uh, I believe, six to advance to the NCAA championship. So good luck to the men's golf. Yeah, I believe they're playing with North Florida and the University of Houston. So a couple of Cougar squads. Yeah, going Stanford. It's at Stanford. Yeah, Stanford Regional. Yep. Really good stuff. Hey, why not talk about some golf and specifically with the motivator of BYU <laughs> women's golf, Alex White, back in Studio B. She has qualified for the NCAA championships as an individual. Alex, good to have you back. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be back. What's that like to process... Your team not getting to where you wanted to be, but knowing that, hey, at least I can still go and rep the Y as a BYU golfer individually. Um, it's bittersweet. It's both exciting to be going and to be able to compete on that national level, but of course it'd be a lot better if my teammates were coming with me. What's it like emotionally knowing that? Because you want to excel in both areas, and in one you did, and the other, unfortunately, the team did not. Uh, we talk a lot about controlling what you can control, and so here we go, Spence. This is going to be good. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like I controlled what I did, what I could, and um, you know, I believe that my teammates are extremely motivated for next year to come back a lot stronger. So, yeah, okay. So we're just beginning the motivational nuggets, right? Because yeah, Brian, time, Brian, Brian and Jeremy were like, "Oh my gosh, I'm ready to tackle the world after that." <laughs> yeah, interview. Brian and I were quite motivated. After. <laughs> it was amazing. BYU women's golf back to back. West Coast Conference Championships, and I know the, the setback and, and the disappointment there, but what do you see in the immediate future for BYU women's golf under head coach Kerry Roberts? Uh, a lot of potential. A lot of potential. I mean, our emphasis is on hard work and on working hard, on putting the time in. And so I know that with – so next year I'll be volunteer coaching. I'll be helping with the freshmen. So just kind of it's the atmosphere that's built. We're going to be working hard. We're going to teach the freshmen – what we're all about, and we've got three great girls coming in. So I think, you know, I think that we're loaded with potential, and all we have to do is follow through with the work. I'm just waiting for the instructional video to come out of how to hit out of a bunker successfully when it's been <laughs> raining and it's compacted sand. So oh, it's not that hard. We'll need. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think it's not that hard? Come on! I love being deep in the bunker where no one can see me, and then I'm just like. Whoop, just pick it up and throw it out like, wow. The hand you know, wedge. Enough, yeah, the hand wedge, exactly. <laughs> enough loft on it and whatever, yeah. I, yeah, cheating's not good. The, you were the WCC Golfer of the Month. What yeah. does that uh, award mean to you? Um, that means a lot. means a lot. I mean, uh, it means a lot more for me to have won the conference championship. And um, I don't know. It is pretty cool. It's cool to be recognized like that. What do you get for that? Uh, recognition. <laughs> we, we always we always joke like, do they give you a piece of paper? Like, what happens? Uh, a little. I was gift certificate to a local restaurant. Like, what happens? I think you do get a piece of paper, just like Player of the Month, April. But I haven't gotten it yet, so we'll see. If put they... put it in a frame. It's been a little roommates, while. check it out. I've got an idea for athletes like you that win all of these monthly awards and McKenna Bowl, West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week, take those papers that they give you, have them like screen printed onto uh, a sheet and then like turn it in, or a blanket or something. Just turn <laughs> it into a blanket of awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, actually. My mom will probably stick it in her scrapbook or something. Yeah, all awesome. successful people have a blanket 
With their accomplishments. With their accomplishments, <laughs> exactly. Right. Depending on the uh, knitting and crocheting and uh, sewing prowess of mother or grandma. <laughs> it all depends on that. It really does. So now now you're getting ready for the NCAA championships coming up. Uh, does it start at the end of this week or next week? Uh, it starts Thursday, the end of this week. The end of this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are they? They're, so they're in Sugar Grove, uh, Illinois. Illinois. So it's right near Chicago. Gotcha. Yeah. It's at Rich Harvest Farms. Wow. Have you played there before? I've never played there, but it's supposed to be a really nice course. It's supposed to be a really great treat, so I'm excited. Better than Lubbock? Much better than Lubbock. (laughs) (laughs) I heard heard the grass was interesting. Can you describe it? The what was interesting? The grass. Lubbock. The course was was, an interesting... uh, The most interesting part of Lubbock is the wind. It was extremely windy the first two days, and then it stormed the night of the second day, and the next, the third day, there was no wind. It was gone until the last hole. The very last hole, I had like 20 yards of wind in my face. But I don't know what happened. I love that you explain it as yards of wind <laughs> because you have to like club up or club like, down depending on how. Yeah. Like dirt cubic yards. Of yes. Wind. Yes. <laughs> yes. That makes Alex White of BYU Women's Golf headed to the NCAA Championships in Sugar Grove, Illinois, uh-huh. just outside Chicago. What are your goals for your individual performance when you get there? My goal is to win. Um, but. My, I don't know. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be focused. I've been working a lot on my short game. Um, biggest goal probably to shoot under par. Um, I'd like to start shooting under par more often. I shot one under for the regional event, which was awesome. But I'd like to do better than that. And it was funny because after regionals, my coach, uh, so I tied for ninth, right? And my coach came up to me and she's like, Tied for ninth is pretty good, but it's not, I think she said third place. She's like, it's not third place, which was her best finish at regionals. (laughs) And I was like, well, what was your best finish at nationals, coach? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Carrie, take that. (laughs) Yeah. So That's funny. Hey, finish finish well at nationals. You you have the ultimate trump card, right? Yeah, yeah. But I was talking to my dad, you know, about nationals and about it coming up. And he's a retired Navy pilot, graduated from the Naval Academy, and, uh, and we were just talking about how really it's kind of just the beginning for me. You know, this is, it's been a great season, but after nationals, I'm going to try to qualify for the U S open. And we've just got all these things coming up. And, um, the quote that resonated with us was John Paul Jones. We have not yet begun to fight. And that's kind of it. I have not yet begun to fight. And so I'm, that's kind of resonating as I'm out there practicing is that this is kind of the beginning for me. And so it's an exciting beginning. It's a big stage, but it's just the beginning. And so I'm still looking forward, kind of front sight focus with it. So I told you she would come in guns a blaring with motivation. I love it. Watch out, Stacey Lewis and Lexi Thompson and uh, Paula Creamer. Alex White is coming for you on the LPGA Tour. (laughs) Really good stuff. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for oh, your yeah, trip. Good luck. Use it. Thank you. We'll be paying attention. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Alex White, ladies and gentlemen, headed to the NCAA Championships. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, hey, more postseason talk. This with BYU I love great, softball. Great players and great teams. That's what we have on this show. Yes. Alexa Strait of 20th ranked BYU softball is headed with her team really to the backyard in the Salt Lake City Regional of the NCAA Tournament. She's going to tell us what to expect from the Cougars when they take on Mississippi State on Thursday. You mean Utah? You mean Utah? Yeah, eventually, yeah, right? Baby. Yes. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day play-by-play of BYU Sports. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow night, the final uh, baseball home game against Utah Valley is live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. 8 Eastern time, BYU versus Utah Valley. Tomorrow night, don't miss it. The Badcats and Fuego scored 50 runs in three games against Portland. Yes, and Woo! Fuego is... Spanish for the Nino. The Nino. Yeah. Twitter question today. What team do you want to see on a future BYU football schedule? This on the heels of BYU announcing a two-game series with future independent... Liberty, the Flames in Fuego, coming to Provo in 2019, and BYU going back to Lynchburg, Virginia in 2022 at P. Kelly 926 says, Ty Detmer needs another crack at Texas A&M. Is that a pun? Given, what well, he dislocated shoulders? Oh, right? Jerem. Both of them, actually. I, I know we didn't fracture them, but is that a pun? I'm just the, the Vengeance Tour. At CL underscore living says, Virginia, Bronco needs a home teaching visit. <laughs> I hope two J's is home teaching. That'd be amazing. Joining us now in Studio B, star shortstop of 20th ranked BYU softball, Alexa Strid, representing Virginia. Alexa, I know. I know. welcome to Studio B. Thank you. Happy Trans- to be here. Transition. We've had you on the phone. How, how does it feel to be in studio now? It's kind of overwhelming. It's like, oh, lights, everything. It's really cool trying to suppress nerves, but excited, excited to see you guys in person. Are you more nervous for this interview or like playing in the NCAA regionals this weekend? <laughs> well, truth be told, possibly the interview, you know, <laughs> if we're being honest here. But I mean, we're still really excited for the regionals. So, what was the reaction like from the team? To, you were hoping to host a couple weeks ago. That yeah. That didn't end up happening. But you get to play in Salt Lake. And, I know. And against Utah in all likelihood. Exactly. So when we heard it announced, like you said, we kind of knew we weren't going to host. But we knew that Utah probably would. And so that's where we wanted to go because for a number of reasons, like we'd get to stay in Utah. So you, when we heard that, that we are going to Utah, we pretty much lost it because that's exactly what we wanted to happen. That's perfect. <laughs> what do you know about Mississippi State, the team that you will open up with on Thursday? The coaches haven't really briefed us yet. We haven't gone over the scouting reports yet. Because you've had, like, what, five hours? Exactly, (laughs) Break down the Bulldogs, Alexa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we'll probably go over that in practice today. The coaches will start pitching to us the way that, you know, Mississippi State pitches. Hmm. So all the prep work starts today. What does it mean to win another conference title and make another NCAA regional for this program? Because – Greatness uh, should be acknowledged, even though the expectation – you guys keep winning the title. What did that mean to this team to continue that tradition? Well, obviously, like you said, it was a tradition. So to continue that is very important to us. You know, it's – every year, obviously, it's very competitive. So every single game we have to bring our best because anybody anybody can be beaten any given day. But we really do feel like, you know – that is expected. You win the championship. We go to regionals every year. And so that our coaches hold us to a high standard, and we're expected to be there to meet it. 44 wins. I mean, that Woo! is pretty remarkable for BYU to rattle off 44 victories to just 11 losses, only one loss in conference. But now you've done what you came to do in conference, and it's on to the NCAA regional. What do you feel like you need to do as a team other than win – to get back to that second Super Regional in program history? Well, this is super exciting because we feel like we're really set up to do that because, like I said, we're in-state again. So basically we just have 
several huge advantages we don't normally have when we go to regionals because we always get sent off somewhere else. So we're adjusting to different climates, you know, travel, teams we may not have played in the year. But with this regional, we're in our home state. We've played on that field several times. We've played University of Utah several times. And beat them head to head. But it's and it's always such a great game. And so but the fact is that we know we can do it. So we know that this can happen. We really can make it to the next level. But you're one of three players to start every single game this year, all fifty five. What does it take to get out there every game and start at shortstop? A lot of focus. You just have to be incredibly focused. Obviously, you have to put the work in beforehand or else you're, you won't even make it out there to the starting lineup. But you, you just have to be very focused at every single pitch. That's what our pitching coach, Coach Meredith, and our head coach, Coach Eakin, are all about is that every single pitch, you have to be completely focused and win every single pitch. And if you do that, most of the time things work out the way you want them to. Things go well. But even if they don't, I mean, that's all you can do. But yeah. all 55 games, Alexa, there isn't a single day where you're like, oh, I'm just kind of <laughs> tired. Like last night I was in the library till midnight or whatever. No, the softball is like my life. Like that's all I ever want to do. So, no, this is a huge blessing. I'm so happy for it. It was a trick question you passed. It's a good very, answer. Very nice. Gordon Eakin is. Did you hear that, Coach? Yeah. He, he is just <laughs> embellished with pride right now <laughs> listening to this interview. <laughs> Alexa Strid, junior shortstop for BYU Softball with us in Studio B. From Stevens City, Virginia, when did BYU come onto your radar as a softball player? My freshman year of high school, so pretty early, because my mom went here, and I'm LDS, and so obviously those are really important to me, you know, those certain standards, and so I really wanted to go to a school that... kind of lived by the same standards and then also the team that was the year that they made it to super regionals and so it just it was all perfect you know Mm. it just stars aligned and just seemed like exactly where I needed to be and it ever since I've gotten here I've just learned that that was exactly true this is exactly where I was meant to be and here you are in in studio b you've been building to this interview I know and it's happened and then to (laughs) two wins over Utah yeah, which <laughs> is really two. big. Because that you're going to play up twice, right. probably. Yeah. yeah. All right, Alexa, uh, we would like you to – do you still have the marker? Oh, the marker's the right marker. there. Okay. We want your autograph, and we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma Okay. For the NCAA Regionals. Thank you. Thank you very much. Love it. Alexa Stritt of 20th ranked BYU Softball, ready to do work in Salt Lake City, oh, Mississippi oh, State okay. on Thursday. Yeah. It might take me a minute. But, no, you're, you're all good. By the way, so Herbie Hancock is a uh, musician. He's yes. actually coming to Salt Lake. I saw that I saw, last I saw night. the streets and I was like, Herbie Hancock? What? <laughs> I would just be there because of Tommy Boy. <laughs> Man, it must be Herbie Hancock. Well, no, it's not John Hancock. <laughs> Cougar Whip Round up next. Getting you up to date on anything and everything relevant to BYU Sports. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. That flag's got to be worth something, right, with so many signatures on it, Jerem? Yeah, what are we going to do with that? The first one's in the McKelly Wesley and Alexa Strid just signed it. Alex White was also on the program. BYU Women's Golf, great show today. Big thanks to all of them. And coming up tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, new basketball assistant coach Heath Schroyer will join us, plus a new between the lines. Ah, what should we do? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and new FBS Independent Liberty announced two game series. The first <laughs> game will be played. You know, every time we say Liberty, we have to yell at it. Yes. Played November uh, 9th, 
2019 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The second game will be played October 22nd, 2022 at Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia. Baseball. It's the same thing as West Virginia. West Virginia, boy. Certain teams require a certain tone. Yes. BYU baseball completed the weekend sweep of Portland on Saturday with a 16-3 win over the Pilots. The Pilots were terrible. I'm just going to say it. Brock Hale had four runs batted in in the win. Cougars beat Portland 11-3 on Friday night. They host Utah Valley in their final home game of the season tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Softball. The ladies will participate in the Salt Lake Regional of the NCAA Softball Tournament starting Friday. The Cougars will face, excuse me, Thursday. Cougars face Mississippi State Thursday, 6 Eastern on ESPN3. The winner of that game will face the winner of Fordham and Utah. It's a double elimination, four-team regional. That means BYU could play Utah twice. Golf. Men's team competing in the Stanford Regional of the NCAA Golf Tournament. BYU in a very early tie for first at one under par. C.J. Lee of BYU also tied in an early fashion for first, shooting one under par. (laughs) Men's basketball. Killing it early. (laughs) Over the weekend, Eric Mika met with the New York Knickerbockers and was approached by five to six other teams for meetings. Also, Dalton Nixon returned home from his mission to Boston. He was actually in my sister's ward for a little bit, his last area. His dad, Kevin, tweeted out a video of Nixon dunking the next day. Track and field. In the BYU-hosted last chance meet for 30-plus-year-old singles. I mean, <laughs> that's totally wrong. That's Track and field. Like a singles convention. <laughs> last, last chance, chance meet. meet and greet. This is it, man. Farmersonly.com's next. Several athletes set personal records, including Ricky Fantroy Jr. getting a personal best in the triple jump and Jacob Barnes in the javelin. For a full list, go to BYUCougars.com. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 53rd at the Players' Championship. <gasps> Summerhays finished at 5 over <laughs> Back to you. Cougars overseas. Is that an English accent? Sure, yeah. Kind of, right? <laughs> Brandon Davies had 18 points and 6 rebounds for Monaco, playing in the French Professional League. Soccer. Ashley has played 22 minutes for the North Carolina Courage in the National Women's Soccer League in a 3-1 loss. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman had a double for the AAA Nashville Sounds. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. UA baseball and softball. They are both crushing it right now. They are very fun to watch. Good luck to the ladies this weekend, uh, this Thursday in the uh, NCAA tournament, and, and men's the uh, baseball team, they finished the regular season at Gonzaga this week. What team do you want to see on a future BYU football schedule? And we want to know why. At Mama MJG says Nebraska again because their fans were so nice. Any team in Oklahoma, Texas, or Kansas because it would be a short drive for us. Ohio State would also be fun. I don't want Kansas. That would be boring. Kansas State would be fun, though. The Little Apple. Bill Schneider. In Manhattan, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly we want those teams to come to Provo, though, right? I would like those to be league games in Provo, or would I? At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94, Stanford, good for recruiting, solid and classy team. It would be a huge game. Heck, they would be perfect to play in Vegas. They're on the schedule. Stanford Stanford is on a future schedule. I heard they're good at academically. Yeah. Elite tweet of the day from our friend at Seth Killingbeck. Isn't Vanderbilt the obvious choice? SEC team in Nashville, cheap Southwest flights. And hot chicken. Yeah! The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Keegan Kane. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Ian Peel?